This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Super Vegan Brian, and I am joined by Return. They, uh, she was originally here as an amoeba, and now she is a guest host, Return of the Dragon, Lee. Welcome. Hi. Lee is my niece, and she is subbing for her mom, Kersey Smurf Erica. So that's the second form Pokemon, right? <laughs> yeah, I've evolved. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> and David the... Hey, everybody. And... He'll finish it eventually. <laughs> and Hindu Anthony. Bald the third. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and we have a return guest from a very long time ago. One of our first guests on the podcast, um, but in a different form. Um, we would like to welcome Dragpool. Well, I guess that's my cue to speak. <laughs> Greetings on an eight o'clock in the morning call time. <laughs> For a drag queen, that's a little bit like sun into a vampire. So, but I'm here. I'm here. Oh, it, what? Can you tell us a little bit, bit about yourself? Well, most certainly. As you indicated, when we were here before, you probably know us better. Oh, the us that I'm referring to is not my other personality. It's my husband. But um, is Real Guys Cosplay. And um, we had a, a little bit of like Z-list notoriety for our Walking Dead cosplays that we did. And then over a course of time, that expanded. And one of those became Dragpool, which is, you know, in the grand marvelous multiverse. <sighs> I'm the drag queen from the Deadpool universe. <laughs> I figure, you know, if Spider-Man can have a pig, Deadpool can certainly have a drag queen. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, that's amazing. Paul, welcome. How do you follow that? That's what I was just about to say. How the hell do I follow that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm thrown Dragpool under the husband. bus. <laughs> she threw you under the bus. Dragpool's husband. No, I didn't have to dump a bunch of water or uh, use anything to get up Dragpool this morning. Was on Dragpool's own doing. I'm excited to be here. It's been a very long time. And thank you all. Oh, my gosh. Listeners who are not patrons, you are missing out on video for this episode. <laughs> I I just have to let you know, uh, we're, we have our fingers just hovering over the mute button because we're laughing so hard. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, <laughs> we're, we're here to talk about cosplay. We're going to have a roundtable discussion. We're going to go all the way around the table and talk about cosplay. But first... But first, we're going to play everybody's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You, where we take it in turn to talk about the nerdy things we've done over the past couple of weeks and then we vote using mike myler's patented widget system well as our guests you 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 both get to go first drag pool yes. what was nerdy with you in the last few weeks well we're coming into big con season right now so san diego comic-con is next week and after that literally right after that is midsummer scream it's like a two for one like regular saturday night but at any rate the nerdiest thing i've been doing is preparing for that i've been making human skin burlesque fans oh <laughs> Oh my God! Wow, <laughs> human skin burlesque fans. Yes, uh, that's are awesome. they are they corrugated or are they flat? They are corrugated. <laughs> you know, trying to figure out how to make a fan out of human skin that could be both 
durable and functional was a bit of a challenge, but we are in the final stages of our product. And I have to say, they are working. <laughs> How long did it take you to dig the pit and get the poodle? Well, you know, the harder part was getting the right lotion. <laughs> See, uh, yeah, we have the. It's for our second performance. We actually have a, a, a panel at San Diego Comic Con, um, but at Midsummer Scream, we're actually in a drag review um, called Night of the Living Drag, where um, Paul will actually be dressing in his first performance. So we have been rehearsing for that. Oh, <laughs> and, awesome! Um, it, it requires human skin burlesque fans. So um, at least my concept required that. Nobody told us that wasn't like a ticket to get in or anything. And uh, so I have been making those from just guesswork after guesswork. So I think a part of cosplay becomes, to tie it into the original part of all of that, um, is that sometimes you got to make stuff and so there is no rule book. So you have to kind of just guess and see what happens and hope to God that it gets done in time without it being a big mess. So that's where we are. That's the nerdiest thing I've been doing for like the past couple of months, quite frankly, but more intensely in the past two weeks. That was absolutely nerdy. Almost. It, it was it was almost as nerdy as you are lovely. That was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Paul, what about you? Once again, how do you? Oh, my God. Goodness, yes. All right. Yeah. I thought you were going to like totally explain my outfit and everything. I'm like, you're going to totally, totally steal everything from me. So um, nerdy. Well, I got up at 545 this morning to Why? study for two hours for an exam. I'll call that pretty nerdy in itself. But because Paul is a workaholic. Uh, been oh. <laughs> been um been uh trying to get into drag and with that is like eight inch platform boots so i'll be like 610 uh jesus probably be okay, the so biggest drag queen that i've seen other than drag hair of course it wouldn't be me if i didn't make the joke but i love how paul is getting into drag and <laughs> he mentioned having something that's eight inches <laughs> My brain wasn't show, even going show. there, but now I'm in a different zone. All right. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing that, been practicing dancing. I'm not a dancer and working on choreography. My goodness. I am like my one of my nicknames growing up was graceful because I am not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, I've been doing that stuff, studying, mm. uh, working on different projects. Right now I'm re-sewing a plastic coat Um for costume uh, <laughs> and then going to the hardware store to find these little nuts and bolts and they're probably thinking what manly project is this person working on yeah. i'm trying to find the perfect nuts and bolts for the fans so it doesn't come apart so that's what i've been up to <laughs> oh that nice. that is fantastic oh okay um Lee, who for the actually, if um, listeners who who aren't patrons wouldn't realize this, but this is the first time we've had a guest in person. Uh, Lee is actually in studio with me. So, Lee, what was dirty with you in the last few weeks? You're gonna have to get closer to the microphone. Uh, I made a magic graph. <laughs> Would you like me to tell this story? Yeah. First time on camera, she's very nervous. So we, I'm sure she will come out of her shell during the show. She always does. Um, so Herman. I, what was the, what was the reference in reference to? I remember you referenced the sacrifice. The black cat card. Yeah. So I had the told, I had cat. told Lee that I ha often have to sacrifice time for work. And she said, the biggest sacrifice I've ever made is the black cat card in Magic the Gathering. That's not what I said. That's not what happened at all. Well, you tell the story then. We were having a deep conversation about giving up joy and not doing that because you get nothing out of giving up. Oh, that makes more sense. And then I said, that's kind of like sacrificing the black cat card and magic when your opponent has no cards in their hands. See, the best way to get a shy person to explain <laughs> something is to explain it wrong. Well calculated, sir. Wow. <laughs> wow. Look at that. He got you. <laughs> Oh, the look, the look he's getting right now. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely am absolutely blown away. Yeah, the conversation we were having is not sacrificing joy. We were talking about not grow, not acting like an adult all the time because why sacrifice joy and that's sort of the spirit of this podcast and she was like that's like sacrificing the black tech card and magic and i i almost drove the car off the road it, so you know but that 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 had nothing to do with the joke i'm just a terrible driver <laughs> we'll move on to 
Um, David, what was nerdy with you in the last two weeks? Well, not much, really. I was sick for a good portion of it, so I didn't go to work for four work days out of a 10-day streak. So started a couple of days before the fourth, and I've only recently started feeling human again. So I didn't really do much. I read a lot. I read like six books over the course of a week. <laughs> I, oh my I can't goodness. really read much anymore. Yeah, I got through the first six of the Dresden Files in like pretty quick order. <laughs> Listening? <laughs> no, reading, reading physical oh, media. Oh, wow. Wow, that's pretty impressive. That Wow. Yeah, goodness. well, when you don't have anything else to do and you don't really get out of bed, you read. <laughs> I think my record was like two a week reading those. Mm. Oh, yeah, I was, wow. I was chewing through them, 350 pages in like seven, eight hours. I'm writing down <laughs> book binge. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. My, my, my brain no let me read books no more. No. Well, luckily I didn't have COVID. I had seven negative COVID tests in six days. So oh, it that's wasn't fit. COVID. That's great. It was just a really nasty head cold. <laughs> All right, Anthony, we move on to you. Okay. So here's the nerdiest thing I've done. Um, people who were listening last time will remember I've been going back to playing this game called Black Desert Online. And I think probably the nerdiest thing I did was I was kind of re like redecorating and setting up my like spooky Halloween house in the game. Um, I should totally post pictures, of, but you can get houses in this game and you could decorate them. Um, you can also decorate them with like things that you could buy. So like last Halloween, they have these like these in-game shop items that you could buy off the game. Um, I don't I don't want to say how much money I spent on this. Uh, let's just say wait way way too much um but yeah i have like a spooky halloween house it's very um i i had it but i wanted to like fix things up so i spent like a good like i don't know probably like hour just like redecorating my house in a game using in-game made up furniture that i bought with real world money wow um i should post pictures into the to the group one um pretty soon um it's very Tim Burton looking, you know, it's kind of like that kind of like Halloween vibe. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, it reminds me of the days back during Star Wars Galaxies building uh, my own. I was part of a player city. <laughs> That's so cool. I remember. Yeah, I've heard about that. How like how you used to be able to do really cool things in that game. Yeah, you were one of those. That's cool. That's really cool. I, I remember that game. It was mm. it was quite amazing. That, that, that game that almost game. caused me to fail by, by senior year of high school. <laughs> I, I respect that. I respect yeah. that. My GPA dropped like an entire point because of that game. <laughs> Anthony, what we're is saying is, me. what we're saying is, Erica, is do not let Lee play this game. Mm. Um, oh, okay. Brian, what what nerdy thing did you do these last couple weeks? So there's this TikTok trend called the hoodie monster, uh, where you put your legs through the armholes of a hoodie, and I did that with a with Lee. I did that with Lee. We and um, I was basically a turtle and needed help to get out of it. Um, so yeah, you put your legs through the armholes and then you put your arms in, and we did it together. We did not record it though. We just did the trend. Oh, but, and then he made me a turtle and went to bed. Oh yeah, I shoved yeah. her. I shoved her on her back and then left the room. <sighs> and went to bed. Um, um, please tell me that when you were a turtle, Brian, you said turtle, turtle. Um, like, like, um, Dana Carvey? Yes. Um, <laughs> I love, I love that somebody got it. called They Want Their Reference Back? Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Am yeah. I not turtly enough for the uh, turtle club? I God, wasn't, that movie. I wasn't uh, the right age for that movie when that movie came out. No one I, was the right age for that movie <laughs> when that movie came out. Uh, so we are on to voting. We're going to try to get through this quick. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six people. That's seven widgets each. Yeah. Holy shit. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of widgets. Okay. So I am going to add a row and we will fix this thing. So Dragpool, yeah. you have seven widgets to distribute among the people you considered have, having the nerdiest thing. You are welcome to give them to yourself as well. Um, who would you like to give them to and why? I'm giving them all to Lee. Oh my goodness. Because she's tolerating all of us. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of anything Fair. more nerdy than just sitting there quietly and observing everybody else. It's an introvert dream. 
making random magic jokes. Right. Actually, the most, you know, best analogy regarding kind of a nerd in life that I have heard like in a very long time. So she gets the prop. Uh, What about you, Paul? All right. So I'm going to give one to everybody except for myself with the and then the rest of them go to Lee. Because Paul is the opposite of a bad person. Yeah, that is very (laughs) diplomatic of you. Because I think Lee is very brave for being up at eight o'clock in the morning co-hosting and then also going, no, 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 that's not right. (laughs) Um, And then tells the story regardless of how shy she is. Uh, Brian, your vote is because you led into that perfectly (laughs) of like, okay, this is a perfect plot to get Lee to really open up. And now Lee's like, I can even see Lee smiling now. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, Lee's actually been on the show quite a few times. This is just the camera. There was even that alternate alternate dimensional one where she was the host. It was weird. She hosted an episode. She did my job. It was... so she's a very talented podcaster. It's just getting used to this new format. It's, it's uh, amazing what we find when we crank up the old extra dimensional portal. So speaking of which, Lee, you have seven widgets. Who do you give them to and why? You have to get closer to the mic. I'm t- Hang on. Can I help this? I can't do math. Can I also have a pencil if I can write things? Okay. You have seven. <laughs> give Sorry. me a minute. I'm trying to do math. All right. While Lee's figuring out her votes, David, who do you give them to and why? Yeah, I'm going to give three of them to Dragpool and three of them to Paul. This is an ungodly hour. I know I have to get up at 545 to go to work every day. Uh, and then I'm going to give my last one to to Lee as well. And Anthony? I will give two to Dragpool. Um, I love the, the human skin fan. I will give... Eight. Two to Paul because Paul was helping and I, I love the teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. I will give two to Lee because um I I I'm not sure if the joke was the nerdiest part. I think the nerdiest part was hearing somebody else explain the story poorly and having to be like, no, I need to set the record straight. That is peak, <laughs> that is that is peak peak nerd. Peak nerd. And then the last one will go to David because I don't think David has any yet. Oh, thank you. Oh, I know David has one from Paul, but now David gets one from me too. See, so David, you won't feel so bad. That was a pity vote. That was a pity vote. Appreciate it. I'm going to give three to drag pull because I don't think I've ever laughed harder on the podcast. And, um, also, absolutely knowing what I meant when I said corrugated and having a conversation about the construction of a human skin fan and the Hannibal <laughs> reference and I, I, yeah. And then yeah. I'll give four to Lee because I have to say I was there and I, I, I really, I, I started cracking up. And I'm like, holy crap. That is the nerdiest thing I've ever heard anyone say. That's that was pretty fantastic. Nerdy. I, you know, we're, we're talking about, we're talking about like growing up and how it sucks and what you can do about it and it's i mean we're going back and forth on it we're having this serious conversation she goes it's like the black cat and i was just i oh i'm so proud of her i'm absolutely so proud of her (laughs) so um that is nine for drag paul hold on hold on lee still gets to vote oh yeah yeah we have seven more i will give you have to talk directly into the microphone i will give two to drag pool two to paul one to david one to uncle brian and one to Anthony. oh very diplomatic of you wow how nice another not bad person okay the highest scores we've ever had well that leaves us with brian and anthony dead last then david yeah then paul then Dragpool, and then with five more widgets in Dragpool, Lee has one with, Yay. I think, a very deserved win because holy cow. Wow. Well, so, well um, Lee could add the, these widgets the to widgets the collection. Are currently in a parallel universe made out of pizza. So they will that's, be delivered. That's really funny because I've always imagined widgets as triangles. But when I say delivered, um, the next pizza you have will give birth to the widgets. Wow, that's creepy. <laughs> um, way to Cronenberg the shit out of that, Brian. I can't hear anybody talking and I don't see anybody muted. Is is my audio not working? I mean, I can hear you. Uh oh. Um, I can hear you. What? Yeah, I don't think you can hear us. Though. I can hear you. Uh, but apparently, you, the audio worked with podcast. Okay then. Oh, there we go. Okay, it works now. I got five bucks. It says he's not going to edit any of that out. 
Um, what am I, I? I don't even know what I'm editing out because I couldn't hear it. Well, you you said that out loud several times. We all said we can hear you. You apparently can't hear us. And then you came back and said, oh, well, there it is. And oh. while you were away, um, David said the T-slur. Just, How just so you know, Brian. dare you? <laughs> What's the get, t- get out. What's get the out. T- oh, oh. Um, Anthony, I can mute people. I just want to let you know. <laughs> I'm aware. Uh, I've been I've I've been muted before. <laughs> yeah, not not the first time. It won't be the last. Um. Oh, I accidentally added an extra page into this outline. So we are. I that that was a one of the best what's nerdy with views we've ever had. And we actually finished by 8:34, which is pretty impressive. So we are talking about cosplay today. Um. So the way our discussion form works is we do a round robin. It's it's going to be very hard to keep track of the round robin because there are seven of us. Well, then why don't we just go open form and start and just let it grow organically? Well, I want to go around once because it helps everyone get to know each other. So when we do go around the second time and you ask a random person, it works. So um, I'm going to ask um, Dragpool a question and then Dragpool, you just have, you're going to be asking Paul this round. So that works. You'll ask him a question about cosplay. Um, Paul is Lee. Lee is David. David it is uh, Anthony and Anthony has me. So you just got to remember your person. And so when you're done with your answer, you ask the next person and then we'll go around. And then in the second round, you can ask anybody on your turn. So my, my brain's going a little slow this morning. Can you repeat that? Um, I'll, I'll tell you guys yours. So David, you're going to ask Paul a question. Paul, you're going to ask Lee a question. And then Lee is going to ask David Theobald the third. And if you need a reminder, just ask me. This is our, our format, but you know, it's our format. Um, so drag pool drag pool um i would like to know what is drag good question no uh don't clarice darling my vibe brian (laughs) no um i was trying i was saving that joke because of the (laughs) silence of the lamb quit quit pro pro quo (laughs) what is drag drag pool um you know I think it's probably that you're going to probably get a similar answer that if you ask what is cosplay, probably from everybody that answers it. Um, you know, drag has its own history in terms of what it means, in terms especially to the LGBT community. Um, drag was not only a form of expression, it was a form of being able to celebrate community when community was marginalized. Um, you know, small gay bars in the history of America didn't know uh, any celebrities that were going to come and perform form and so they had performers become those celebrities in order to be able to have that connection to a sense of status and importance and entertainment so it has a cultural meaning to folks who are lgbt Uh, obviously it also integrates into revolution it was trans folks and drag identified folks who were the first ones to throw bricks at stonewall and create the modern gay revolution yeah so it has a, a well-grounded um, politic and also of um, you know of advocacy within the gay community. But on a personal level, I think drag is entertainment. It's dressing in a manner in which probably is not typical of one's regular expression um, in order to be able to entertain somebody else. So I think when somebody decides to put on drag, um, they are making every a statement, everything from um, you know I'm just going to entertain to I'm I really that I am crossing over a norm and a boundary. Um, and you know what? Uh, I either want you to enjoy that or to make you a little bit uncomfortable so that you can think. So that's probably the longer, more technical answer. <laughs> Great answer. It's really interesting because, you know, it's it's sort of like I know the... I, I previously knew like the people dressing up and performing and that that's what I thought drag you know I didn't know anything about it so thank you for the perspective and it's nice it's to know where Bugs it comes from I didn't know about the celebrity Bugs impersonation back in the TV it's Bugs Bunny back in the cartoon days wearing his uh, mm. or her I guess in the moment mm. uh, uh, fat lady at the opera in order to be able to trick Elmer Fudd uh, that's drag so yeah drag has been a part of our constellation since you know for probably forever you know the 
the dudes in Shakespearean times, women weren't allowed on stage, so the dudes wore dresses. But would they call that drag? Probably not. Um, but you know, even drag in America actually was started by an African-American um, uh, post-slave party, uh, where it was folks who were, who were deciding that they needed to be able to push the celebration. Uh, so it, it was, you know, it's it's got its firm roots in terms of the politics um, here in America, even though I'm quite sure there are other parts of the world that grasp on to that as well. That's fascinating. Love it. So you, it's going to be really easy for you to ask your question because you can just turn to your left. So, um, right. yeah. I'm going to make it a bit more personal. Um, what were your thoughts and feelings the first time that you had agreed to step into a convention floor and cause? Oh, my Lord. I'm going to answer something before I answer that question, too. So um, c- going back to drag, um, I just want to share this story real quick. So the first time actually was like our second date, I think, or the first time over to uh, Dragpool's house <laughs> um, said, oh, do you want to uh, you want to watch RuPaul's Drag Race? And we both shared this story but i puffed up my chest real big and go i don't watch no rupaul's drag race intentionally uh lowered my voice so i just wanted to share that as a place of vulnerability um but the first time okay honestly like the first time i even heard about like i knew about san diego comic-con and conventions and stuff but i had never gone before mm. we were together and so um goes oh do you want to go to san diego comic-con do you want to dress as cosplay my initial reaction reading the rules was god i hope people shower because they were talking about wearing yeah. deodorant showering uh, things like that and, uh, and, traditionally and, that is hygiene is an issue with yeah. some people so for me i was like freaked out at first i'm like i don't know if i can do that um and then when we talked about um first uh time doing cosplay uh was we were watching the walking dead at the time and um I had shaved my head uh, probably for one of the first times. Yes, I don't have hair. And um, my brother-in-law and also David said very similar things. My brother-in-law goes, dude, you look like that dick from The Walking Dead, meaning Shane Walsh when Shane Walsh was like going nuts though. Mm, And And so um, then uh, I was excited to do it uh, with, with, uh, with drag pool with uh, Rick Grimes at the time as a cosplayer. And um, yeah, I, uh, I was very nervous nervous about going to a convention, but I was very excited for that part. All right, Lee, I have a question for you. And this is a callback to earlier. If you could be any character from a Magic the Gathering card, which one would it be? And I mean cosplay, not in real life. (laughs) I mean, of course. That's a really good question. Yeah, there are some good ones. I can't help you here. I don't remember any. But <laughs> Fusion Elemental. Fusion okay. Elemental? Google it. Rainbow Deck. Okay. Fusion Maybe. Elemental. What about the Fusion so Elemental cool. is something that appeals to cosplay? I don't know. It's really cool looking. <laughs> Wait, you wouldn't <laughs> want to be Lily on a vest? What does it look like? I'm going to do a screen share um, with the picture. Awesome. Oh, sweet. So, oh, I'd want to be Lily on a vest. Mm, she looks good good dope. Okay. That. That is epic. So, okay. Yeah, me, I'm looking at it too. Let me get a screen share up. I I am having, yeah, there we go. It's a chromatic 8-8. So, listeners, you're you're missing out here. Um, I'm just going to go. If share. you'd like to see this, you can uh, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. So, yeah. it is this big image on the right. I, I don't know how to make it like the... That's fine. It, everyone big, can see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's the one. Paul and Epic. Dragpool, how would you oh. how would you cosplay that? How would you do that? Can we save that for the next round so that everybody can get answer, asked a question? I'm, 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 I'm just joking. It was a short, funny <laughs> question. But we can answer that later. If you uh, Lee, I think you get to ask me something now. So, David Theobald III, have yes. you ever cosplayed any? Yes, I have. What was it? I went to Fanime with a group of eight other friends of mine, and we did the entire cast of Serenity. Neat. I was a wash. Oh, that's so cool. I either don't know that or didn't remember it. That's cool. Yeah, that was fun. That was back in, God, I want to say 2007, 2008. Do you still have the Hawaiian shirt? 
I do. It's hanging up in the closet. Cool. I was actually helped make most of those costumes, so I have a lot of the pieces still hanging in my closet because people didn't take them home. <laughs> so the whole crew? Yeah, all nine of us. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Yeah, it was uh, quite the feat to get all nine of us to actually end up going, and uh, it looked great. We walked around the floor. We got pictures taken. It was it was awesome. That was fun. Oh, that must have been a lot of attention. Mm. Well, it was an anime convention, so showing up as sci-fi characters was a little, uh, little strange, but... Otherwise, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, it wasn't too bad at all. Uh, that was a really good question, Lee. Let's see. Uh, Anthony, what's your favorite? What's your favorite convention to go to to see people in cosplay? Um, I've never been to a convention. You should remedy that. Oh my yeah. goodness! <laughs> so I, I literally don't have an answer. I've never been to one. Wow. I guess the closest thing I could say is I went to Pride this year for the first time ever. And I mean, do you count people dressing in like in like in, in like um fur short, suits? Short answer. Fursuits? Short answer. Do you consider yes. that cosplay? <laughs> yes. I guess I guess going to Pride and watching people in fur suits is pretty cool. I okay. mean, that's the closest thing I have to a convention. Oh, nice. you all. You also have dressed up to LARP, mm. which I would count as a micro convention. No. Oh, okay. Well, if we're going to go with that, then yeah, that that's really fun going to like um, go and do vampire LARP uh, mm. because I used to do like uh, vampire the masquerade LARPing and going to see all the different people and how they how how you see different variations on vampires. So you'll see people who are there like they're they're like, oh, they're all Victorian and the Victorian regal vampire. But you also see people in like business suits being like, ah, oh, no. I'm the Depends more like clan, I'm the more yeah. I'm the more like 21st century businessman type of oh, vampire. Ven- and then you oh, see, right. Yeah, Ventrue. <laughs> and then you see people who are like all scroungy, messed up, jacked up clothes and they're just like, I live from the wild. And that's more like gang girl. So like yeah. that's really fun seeing like the different takes on vampire and um especially throughout the like the generations and the timeline so uh yeah that's probably it brian brian my question for you would be what would be your dream cosplay like in general like the one thing you're like if if money wasn't an option uh you could just be whatever you wanted you you could even pay like a professional to get it done for you or you could do it yourself that that's up to you what would be the dream cosplay for you steampunk mech suit with articulating joints um, and like actual like pistons in the arms and like there's some hydraulics built into it you want steampunk powered armor. Suit. Yeah, yeah. And I want to be like riding in it. Like kind of like those those like springs mechs. Like the guys wear that you walk on stilts and it, it looks like, like the Transformer cosplays where they walk on stilts like that. But steampunk. I think that would be amazing. There was an episode of Castle where Nathan Fillion wore a steampunk outfit and he had this like gauntlet that he had this gauntlet that was like gears and it was it had like mechanisms in it that were like moving around and i was like that's like steampunk iron man i want that i think that's amazing um so now we're gonna go around again but now you can just ask anybody a question i'm gonna start with drag pool and i would just like to know what are the details of your of the drag of drag pool's outfit well, um, the I always say that the foundation of drag pool is like Barbie. <laughs> you know, you got to have the basics down and everything else is an accessory. So, you know, the, the basic of, of the drag pool suit is a drag is a Deadpool suit. So that's a stretch leather, really hot <laughs> um, suit <laughs> that has all the little accoutrements that that you uh, Velcro to it, a belt and, uh, you know, holsters and um, po- pockets on your uh, pocket pouches on your legs. Uh, and then that's when I begin adding all the other parts. So um, I, I own more, uh, um, if you want to gender shoes, I own more women's shoes than I do men's shoes. So uh, I have a whole bunch of different heels that I choose from. Uh, and then there are wigs um, that go with that, some of them in the background. 
The most associated is the large red beehive. Uh, and then it's the makeup uh, and learning how to do that. I'm one of the, again, there is no rule in instruction books being able to, I camouflage my beard instead of highlighting my beard where a lot of bearded drag queens will highlight their beard as a part of the makeup. I camouflage my beard as a part of the makeup. And that took a long time for me to figure out how to do. There wasn't any rule books on that. And then other little things, like sometimes I have gloves. Sometimes I usually wear a pair of earrings that I've constructed. Um, How high are the heels? Depends. I have everything from large platform heels that are probably um, roughly six to eight inch platform heels, stiletto platform heels too. And then you have granny heels. You have the ones that, you know, your grandmother wears that are like an inch or two up. And then I have some that are are a little bit more geared towards comfort. So uh, those are usually where it it may have a platform, but instead of a stiletto heel, it's it's a solid platform across the bottom of the boot. How high is the hair? And What's the height of the whole thing together? It depends on the hair, as you can probably see. I have that wow behind us is probably two and a half feet. Um, when, when I'm when I'm in um, full heels to wig, um, I am probably approaching eight feet tall. Wow! Damn. Oh, that's incredible. That's yeah, awesome. That was one of I my, my just... favorite thing, my favorite postings that somebody posted me showed somebody's. He took a picture of me with a guy behind me looking at me with both some kind of shock and disgust, um, but said, "You can't miss this guy on the on the convention floor because he's towering above everybody else." <laughs> so I, I kind of like that experience. I can mm. see above the crowd. I do have to be careful though, depending on where I'm walking, because eight-inch stiletto heels, you don't have a lot of ground that you're walking on. So if I hit a cobblestone path or a change in floor foundation, um, I have fallen once. Uh, (laughs) And I I just, one last follow-up. What's your stamina in the costume? Like, how long can you make it through a con? Depends on the shoes. (laughs) Okay. Um, The the first time I wore uh, platform heels for this particular costume, I was able to survive nine hours in them. I will stay until we arrive until essentially we're done, which isn't necessarily uh, the final hour of the con. But for the most, the average is probably six to seven hours. Um, yeah, I, I give myself breaks in between. I, I paint, do the makeup for that. I don't have to reapply it. So I use a lot of technique in order to it, it takes a long time to get it off. <laughs> Um, because I'm prepared to sweat in it. I'm prepared to not have to touch it back up. I need to be able to drink water. I need to be able to eat. So I don't want anything messed up around my face or, or my lips. So, But we prepare for that long a period of time. Uh, you know, it, it takes me probably four to five hours just to get into the makeup. Uh, another, depending on the complexity of the costume, another hour to get into the costume. Wow. That I... I just want to see a supercut of people's reactions as you walk around a con. I just think that's amazing. Uh, so um, now we're in the open forum. So um, you ask anyone and then they're next. Okay. Uh, well, I'll just throw out a general question and see who wants to answer that one. Um, in developing a cosplay or a costume or um, I guess I would a LARP costume would fit in that as well. What was some of the most challenging piece that you had to construct because you couldn't purchase it? I can answer that. Mm. Um, so I grew up watching like uh, wrestling, WWF type stuff growing up. And um, I didn't know till later it was because the guys are so hot. But that's part of the reason. Anyway, one of my absolute favorite um, characters uh, growing up or people was Mankind or Mick Foley. This is a mask that I made. Oh, very cool. Autographed by him. It's not something that I could purchase unless it was like, oh, there were some people selling them for like three or four hundred dollars or something ridiculous. And I was like, nope, I'm going to make it myself. I had never done leather work before. I didn't even know what to do to smooth out leather. I didn't know what veggie tan leather is. Um, look it up if you don't know what it is. It's it's actually pretty useful for cosplay. Um, and then I was able to uh, kind of construct it. And, and the process was really difficult for me. So I had to watch a bunch of, um, you know, different videos uh, to see the different perspectives of the mask from the front to the back, the sides, uh, make sure that I have it accurately. And then obviously, fit it to my face um, because you got to wear it, right? Um, so it was really 
taking a look at different techniques and using a lot of YouTube to figure out how in the world do you do any leather work. And then I also went to some different shop purchase um, things as well. So um, that was definitely challenging. And as you can see, there's like a lot of rivets there. There's large cutouts. I had to figure out this from the back of how in the world do I fit it to my face and get it over my head. And but some of the cool things with that, I was able to meet his daughter, no Noel Foley at Comic-Con. And uh, she, I'm surprised she didn't call the cops because I was like, <laughs> I was like, hi, Noel. How are you doing? Uh, and I pull out my hair because that's something Nick Foley does. And I hand her a glob of hair. <laughs> so that oh was God. epic. And then I was able to meet uh, Mick Foley. That's awesome. Person, at a thing. Uh, and I was dressed as Mick Foley. So that was pretty epic. Um, actually, this costume right here is the one that I put together. Nice. Oh, wow. Nice. Oh, that's cool. I, uh, I The only way I can relate to this question is to tell you about a project I have. Um, I have not made this yet, but it has something I've been working on for a while. Uh, my head's too big to buy hats, so I've been working on making a top hat for my steampunk costume. Um, and, oh my god, that's hard to do. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to do. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of tutorials, and it's like, make a mold of your head first. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um, something similar to that. I'm a I'm a Ren Fair guy, as people listen to the podcast know. And uh I asked a fellow cast member to make a to she makes a lot of shirts and stuff for people and I needed a new shirt. Being a large person as I am, it is difficult to find period clothing in uh, <laughs> sizes that is readily available for people of my size. So uh, she did agree to help make me a shirt, but it turned out that I had to do all the sewing myself. So one of the days after uh, after we were done for the day, she sent me down in a trailer with a sewing machine, showed me how to do it, made me sew my own shirt. <laughs> so I have a new I have a new shirt that I sewed myself. That's really cool. And now you have a skill. Yeah, I'd never done that before. That was neat. It's a little bit how Paul got started with sewing because we have a couple of friends that know how to sew and. Um, after we would come up with an idea or a pattern and they would sit him down at the sewing machine and say, mm -hmm. okay, now you know what you're supposed to do. Now do it. So yeah. yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then I was able to uh, kind of recreate the pink 11 dress and actually cosplayed mm -hmm. as 11. Awesome. So that was pretty neat. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Lee? I know you've made things. What's oh. your, what was hard for you? Oh, well, the hardest thing would probably be me and dad. We work together. Brian, you muted. <laughs> Because I forget about the in-person thing. I'm so used to muting when other people are talking. I'll just do this. <laughs> so, me and Dad were making a Chris cosplay from the game Deltarune, which is the, um, which, n n never mind, but, um, we were working on it and we were working with foam, with cosplay foam, to make the night armor. And it was pretty difficult. Mm -hmm. But the hardest thing I've done on my own, I had to work with cardboard to make a mask. And I had nice. to figure out how to work it around my face. All That's handy really skills. Cool. Yeah. Did you use that, that blue wig I got you? Oh, yeah. That's the wig I used. Cool. I I had to do... I researched the heck out of this character so I could get her stuff. <laughs> so I know a lot more about Delta Room than I knew before. Uh, Delta Room is a off of the of, game Undertale. Of the game Undertale. It's but it's also by Toby Fox. Yeah. Who writes fabulous? Yeah. <laughs> um. So first person who answered it gets to ask the question. So, um, Paul, and it can be to anybody or. All right. Describe your favorite cosplay that you've ever seen. Somebody elsewhere. Ooh. Oh, the 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 entire team of Autobots in. Um, cosplay and the entire team of Decepticons on stilts showing up at Palm Springs Comic Con and pretending that they didn't know the other group was coming. <laughs> it was so amazing. They, and they That's had, great. I mean, it was incredible. They had everything through audio equipment and the costumes. So they had the voice of the characters down. They had pre-recorded things that would play through. Um, what's the the tape deck? Um, was it Shockwave? Um, I can't remember the name. Soundwave. Of the Soundwave. Soundwave. It was one of the most incredible. They did not transform, but they had a transformable transformer with them. That's awesome. Um, but because they were on stilts. They 
they couldn't transform. But um, it was one of the most incredible things watching Optimus Prime and um, Megatron um, dialogue against each other like on the show and then having a freestyle rap battle. Uh. It was one of the most incredible <laughs> things I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, nice. Nice. yeah, that's so, good. Yeah, that's um, my answer to that. Uh, go, going back to Red Fair for me, one of my favorites. Still, I had two this year. There was a group of uh, guys that show up as uh, French musketeers, and there's always like six or eight of them. They're all in beautiful costumes, the uh, aluminum armor. Now it's they're they're a great group of guys and then this year specifically there was a group of nine people that showed up that were characters from monty python the quest for the holy grail they had the witch they had uh lancelot benavir uh sir robin uh the king uh uh arthur uh patsy was there it was great oh it was so good <laughs> i have to say film accurate costume i mean you guys know that doing show accurate or film accurate costumes that's like one of the most challenging things mm. ever we we did a whole episode about that about that back in the day when when they were on it was just the idea of getting each little piece one at a time either made or purchased i i'm super impressed yeah film accuracy has got to be one of the hardest thing I, I don't even know how i would ever attempt it um um same question back to you guys what's impressed you yep. I got started in this arena back as a teenager because I like to mess with special effects makeup and took a long hiatus from that in my life because I became a grown-up and then decided not to be a grown-up anymore But um, um, and picked it back up again. So I'm always looking at folks who have really intricate makeup um, and figuring out where how they got to the place where it's like, good God, that's stunning. And so, you know, everything from the folks that do things with prosthetics and, and casting and molding and being able to, to have that done to just uh, even more impressed by those folks who don't have the benefit of a prosthetic, but can still get a really interesting effect um, out of their makeup to give us dimension or to give us horror. Um, I'm drawn to the horror cosplays um, probably the most because those folks get really creative with that makeup. So, you know, I'm trying to think of it like a specific example. It's probably not necessarily, you know, I saw this guy dressed as Freddy Krueger kind of thing, but more somebody who created an original costume, somebody who fused, you know, a human being with a spider uh, and came up with their own uh, kind of creation. Uh, I really admire the originalists, uh, the ones mm. who, who spend time just creating the things that they've seen in their imagination. Um, so I I think I jumped on this one first. So I'll ask, um, yeah, I like this open ask everybody thing. Um, let me, okay. Anybody who wants to jump in with an answer to this, how is role playing related to cosplay? Like what, what part, like how much in cosplay is role play? And, you know, is there a dynamic of it? Does it go back and forth? Are you talking about what goes on in my bedroom? <laughs> 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 that one well, time when Paul nice. a night. No. Um I, I think it's uh, subjective that to story. the person wearing the costume. I mean, um I know a lot of people that play a lot of role playing games that will dress up just to play as their character in the game they're in. I mean it's it's it helps them get into character and be able to let the like, you know, it's part of the escapism for it. Um Lee just leaned over to me and says, I don't think I'm supposed to hear this. I'm gonna take my headphones off. <laughs> <laughs> you said we could say anything, so I didn't edit myself. Uh, that was great. That oh, was great. I, I, I didn't say it wouldn't embarrass her, but I, <laughs> I, I said you could say anything. Oh, that was great. Yeah, but it, 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 yeah, it depends on the person that's dressing up. I mean, some people do it solely for the role play aspect, and other people do it just because they like the costume and don't. I mean, I know people that have, I know someone that's dressed up in costumes before and knows absolutely nothing about the character. It's like the costume. <laughs> yeah, for me, it, it it depends on the character. Like, I'll go to a con in a costume with no intention of role playing, or I'll come up with a character idea and go to a con in costume, and that I want to role play. It it just depends on the character and the costume or the nature of the convention too like mm. if i'm working as super vegan brian i'm role-playing as super vegan brian at conventions and i will put me on mute for a minute <laughs> oh man He's, uh... i would definitely say that there is a lot of role play that come that is um involved in drag pool right like there's got to be a bunch of cosplay going into that wouldn't you say drag pool I would say that um, it was, you know, obviously drag pool is a fusion 
between Deadpool and drag. And so I had to kind of create a persona that not only fit into that Deadpool world um, that was kind of authentic to it, but also then put a spin on it. You know, here I have to create something that is outside of what we know in a known medium. So uh, that actually becomes the funnest part for me for that particular for this particular character is that I walk the convention floor as that character. Mm-hmm. I interact with people who come up to me as that character. And I think that's what they enjoy. Um, it really becomes where they get to kind of step into my world for even if it's just long enough to take a picture. Mm-hmm. So those are our favorites. It's like, you know, our, we got our bread and butter out of being zombies and I can play a zombie all day. Uh, it's really the favorite part of, of that whole experience. <laughs> um, uh, the, the more that we do this, the more if I can't engage as the character in some way, it's not as fun for me. Part, part of the fun is not that I put on a costume. Part of the fun is that I get to drop my introverted self and become somebody else. I'll say for me, yeah, that sounds fun. I'll say for me, it was really, really hard uh, first starting cosplay to actually get into character. Um, it's something that time to time I still struggle with, even though I enjoy playing role playing games, HP Lovecraft, Call of Cthulhu and, uh, you know, D&D, of course, and stuff like that. I really enjoy playing those games. Um, but there was something when I was getting out in front of people that it didn't feel genuine me getting in character at first. And, um, you know, like with uh, playing Walker Shane or you know, Zombie Shane, um, it was kind of a thing of like, at first, like, uh, you know, uh, Dragpool, aka David would say, you're like, you're like zombie, zombie, uh, no, like a uh, tiger zombie, like little tiger zombie. Cause I go like rawr because I couldn't <laughs> loosen up and it was really hard. Uh, once I was able to cosplay stuff like mankind or later on when we did more walking dead stuff, I was able to like loosen up a little bit and get into character um, and kind of forget about being serious, being a professional and just have fun. And part of it is I wasn't really allowed to have fun like that as a kid. So, um, you know, sometimes that comes into it but i absolutely enjoy it now whoever you know took charge okay. when i stepped off feel free to continue <laughs> um okay so something that i find funny uh if we're going into like um like like how cosplaying gets involved into like or role playing gets involved in different things so uh, a lot of people might know this but like outside of the podcast i'm a preschool teacher and so one of the things that you might be a little surprised in is how often role playing is involved in being a teacher <laughs> so like oftentimes the kids will be like oh teacher Anthony play a monster play a monster let's play the monster game so I have to like pretend to be a monster or I'll be reading the kids a book so a pretty clear example is have you guys ever heard the story of the three billy goats gruff Mm -hmm. yes Um, well I have to role play as like the goats and the troll Um, and I put on voices I put on like like I do like facial expressions and hands and like make sounds and, and I even like I even try to make like the sounds of like like things happening in the story so like if like if it's talking about how the bridge is making noises i'll be like make like creaky sounds um so uh my question then would be for everyone um much in the same way that like role playing and cosplaying can um for me at least kind of like enters into a non uh, nerdy space. What examples do you have in your day to day life where like role playing or cosplaying actually like plays a part in it? Oh, Lee would like to share one. So pretty similarly to... I'm an idiot. Okay, go ahead. So pretty similar to what you said about telling stories to the um, preschoolers. I tell stories to my sister doing that. That's all I had to say. Oh, well, what do you do, though? There's more to that story, I'm hoping. I just do funny voices, whatever I think the character would sound like. Or I, like, I, like, try to um, sound effects in the... One of the things she did with me, um, when, um... We were playing Minecraft together. She just decided she was going to play a character and stayed in this amazing Scottish accent for a good portion of our gameplay, going back and forth between her voice and the accent. I was very impressed. Sometimes I just randomly do accents, too. Okay. Okay, Lee, I'll make a deal with you right now, okay? Yeah. Okay, so if you do one of the voices of your characters, I'll do one of the voices of my characters. Make him go first. You you have to go first. Okay, so when I read the kids the story about the three Billy Goats Gruff, I really like to make the troll sound, and so I'll do this, right? And I'll look at the kids, and I'm like, who's that walking on my bridge? And they go like, and they go like, ah! 
Okay, your turn, That's Lee. What's, what's your favorite character voice? I want to hear it. That's the trade. Um, uh, my wait. It has to be my favorite one. Just one of them. Which whichever one. Okay, so here's one I did most recently when I was being a CIT at the local um camp. I was reading so I was reading Clifford to a bunch of kindergartners, and I did um, and I did my best Emily Elizabeth voice. Hi. I'm Emily Elizabeth. That's great. That's so cute. I love it. Good job. Yeah, when when Lee's here, so she's with us for two weeks, and she's doing camp at my work, and um, so I'll walk walking around doing my job, and then all of a sudden I'll turn and just hear surprise hug and get tackled. <laughs> it's been a nice week. She's going to be with us for another week, so it's 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 great. Awesome. Um. So yeah, back to anyone else. Um. Has like cosplaying or role playing come into your day to day life? Oh, not really for me. I mean, mm. you know, actually, so it, with ADHD, there is a term called masking. And um, I have a mask for family. I I have a mask for friends. I have a mask for work. So there, I, I, I only really get to be myself like on the podcast. And even on the podcast, there's sort of like a little bit of a comedian type of bit going on most of the time. So people, people with a touch of the tism have yeah, to do that too. Yeah. So there's, there's always a bit of a mask because, you know, it's like the second you drop it, somebody immediately goes, what's up? What's going on? Why are you being weird? And it's like, well, that's just how I am. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess. Um, there are, there's like high energy Brian, there's super vegan Brian, there's helpful customer service Brian, um, there's the one that I do in private that's focused working on something, um, not procrastinating, not losing focus, um, where I literally tell myself, okay, you're focused, Brian. <laughs> so yeah, that, I guess in a way, role play plays a big part of my life because I learning about masking because I, in my, my first job as an IT tech was very high pressure and I felt so fake because I had to do that. And then over time with like therapy and stuff, I've learned it's just like a normal thing. And then you, you figure out ways to reveal your true self to people. It's what's, what's really interesting about that is, um, is so you mentioned how like, that's a thing that people with like ADHD and autism have to do. But I think it's a thing that like just about any marginalized group of people have to do. So like you'll you'll hear of like um like black Code people switching. will say like right you hear like people like black people talk about how when they're at work they have to put on like their white voice. Um, I'm sh I'm sure Paul and um, Dragpool could share stories of having to put on like a more straight persona at work to to make people around Girl, them feel happy. I don't think so. No. <laughs> uh, oh, um, what you're talking about is something that um, in cultural studies is called code switching. So that uh, that if your community is marginalized and you can let go of and be yourself with and genuine self of folks who already affirm who you are versus the dominant culture who will either have a negative reaction or a punitive reaction, then you learn to give them the response that you know that will um at the very least, seek their approval, but at the very least, not put yourself in harm's way. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, that's a good point. And, you know, I think probably all of us at some point, and how many situations are we at our most genuine where we can drop any pretense whatsoever? Uh, I'm not quite sure that they're, you know, the, that I think that exists for everyone uh, based upon their sense of um, confidence, uh, situations regarding insecurity, yeah. um, how they want to be perceived um, fears of judgment or humiliation that you know things get altered um, in order to be able to to fit in or to avoid one of those painful consequences. And I think that's one of the things that's such a celebratory thing about cosplay or even drag is you can just cut loose and hang out with like-minded people yeah. and it I mean just convention spirit even and, and that that's a really good highlight for us to move on to wrapping up. Can can I answer really quick? You can you can lead in, yeah. Okay, Feel cool. free. We're 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 just about time where we need to do outros. So awesome, we'll... awesome. So just really really quick. The only other thing I want to bring up as far as being your total self, and this comes with when June was coming out. I worked with a lot of LGBT youth and kids. Um, safety needs to come in place too. So I just wanted to share that. 
Oh yeah, seriously. Like, like uh, this sounds really bad, but if you're not in a safe place, be your authentic self. Just yeah, be safe. <laughs> That's very important. Um, as as much as it will hurt to like have to hide yourself, it it's it might be a little better than being homeless. Absolutely. Um, so this is the part of our show where we ask our guests if they would like to promote anything that they're doing or or that they have people that they, they're promoting or a cause or anything like that. So Dragpool, Paul, what would you like to talk about? Promoting? You mean I get dressed up in all of this stuff just to be ignored in the background? No, that's my regular life. So, um... Uh, we have two things coming up. I think I uh, talked about them when we first introduced ourselves. One is we have a uh, appearance at San Diego Comic-Con on um, that Friday. Um, we are on a panel called uh, Gay Geeks and Where to Find Them. And uh, Dragpool is actually a guest on that panel. Nice. And then that will be Friday evening at, I think it's at 630 and then Midsummer Scream follows that, and we are in a drag review called Night of the Living Drag, which is on Saturday at 3 p.m. on the second stage. Very cool. Um, and so we will be performing at that time. I'll throw in two other things there, too. Um, at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, likely going to be, uh, drag pulls likely to be signing at the Sado Psychiatrist booth with Disasterina. I'm going to guess that's on Saturday or on Friday, depending. Um, and then also at Midsummer Screen, we're also going to be part of a haunted house called Reichland Asylum that we've been the last few years. Oh, and I'll cool. just do a really cheap plug real quick, too, uh, for one of my, or for my nonprofit startup, Freedom Warrant. Mm -hmm. We're helping marginalized communities, particularly um, those at risk of incarceration, and to help reintegrate into society. That's an awesome cause. I, I, um, If you can send me links about that, I'm interested in that. Absolutely. Um, I'll send you some information. We're currently building our website and just got a 501c3 two months ago. So oh, awesome. Fantastic. Um, what was the name of your cosplay company? Where can people find out about that? Real Guys. Yeah. Real Guys. <laughs> Real Guys in terms of a, of a a moniker um, in terms of a brand has been a little bit silent as Dragpool took over and Paul was in school. So during the time period that Paul had three years of going to his master's degree, his role in, in Real Guys had to take a secondary seat. So it, it also is the same time that Dragpool had arrived. So we didn't do a whole lot of things as Real Guys because it was just kind of like Dave went solo for a hot minute. Um, but now that Paul is out of school and we are kind of reestablishing and, you know, COVID was in the middle of all that too, which made oh, yeah. too much of anything. Mm -hmm. uh, but now that the world's opened up a little bit, um, that's why the, the Midsummer Scream performance is probably the first time we've performed together in three years or something like that. Oh, wow. Sounds oh. really busy. It, <laughs> you it saw, has you guys been, sound super busy. It has been ha um, fabulous having you back, Paul, and having dragged here for the first time also it's nice having david back um and um i just want to end this episode with saying i've been super vegan brian i was joined by david the hi everybody and do anthony bye everyone of all the third <laughs> and drag pool right paul <laughs> have a nice day everyone oh and the God. dragon hi everybody <laughs> <laughs> This has been Nerd Podcast Radio. Stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Awesome. Stay awesome. Uh, Anthony, Ryan, say goodbye. All right, sure, that works. Bye.